Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. Electric scooters. You remember back about 2017, 2018, when they seemed to come out of nowhere, flood cities, you know, suddenly overnight, there's a ton of scooters all over the place. And they're making them available for like a dollar or some ridiculous amount of money or pennies on a dollar. And even back then, people were using them, but they were abusing them. And in the early days, they said the average, the average life of a bird scooter was 18 months. That's it. 18 months. Cities were being overwhelmed. They were paying people to, you might remember, we've been talking here, chasing birds, where they would pay uh, folks to collect the bikes so that they could be recharged and reset across the city where they think they were needed. So it was bird chasing going on and people running out there and they were paying a bounty on getting them back and all of this crazy stuff. Then it was the issue of finding these things everywhere to the point where it was dangerous. Do you ride it on the sidewalk? Do you ride it on the street? Do you wear a helmet? Do you not wear a helmet? All of this stuff. And cities took different approaches towards uh, regulating electric scooters. I mean, they were everywhere and everybody's doing them and they were like ridiculously cheap. And people treated them like they were ridiculously cheap. So as cities took a variety of actions to mitigate the sudden influx, (laughs) now a pandemic and a recession later, where what, five, six years now later, they seem to have gone, disappeared like a season of locusts, electric scooters. Can you find a gaggle of these in any major city now? At least here in Des Moines, we still have, we have our bikes, we have our electric bikes, which are different from scooters, and we have places where you can rent them and return them. It's a lot more organized than in a lot of cities like San Francisco and Austin and Seattle and Portland, where it just got insane, stupid, crazy. What do you think happened? Well, first of all, it's the way they rolled them out. They decided to ask for forgiveness than rather ask permission. So they were rolled out haphazard. There was no plan. The companies figured, hey, if we get enough of them out there, people will love them and we'll get, we'll build a business later. We just want to get them out there. That didn't work. Right now, Last week, Bird and Spin, two of the early uh, scooter companies, (laughs) they filed for bankruptcy. What does that tell you? In the world, they try to act more like tech companies than typical for-profit companies. And in the tech world, it's all about build scale, profit will come. In the world of scooters, what they were offering, these scooters were breaking and wearing out and being damaged at a faster rate then they could build market share. And honestly, if you're going to charge me some ridiculously low price, like 10 cents or a dollar or something, and you start raising rates to kind of reflect what it actually cost you to provide it, at some point I go, you know what? It was worth it at a dollar. $10, $5, nah, I'm good. I can take, you know, I can get an Uber or I can, you know, take a taxi or I can walk. So what are we doing here? What, what's going on? This was supposed to be the vanguard of what we call micromobility, the chance to decarbonize our cities in a uh, democratic way where the price was low enough, the vehicles were available enough that anybody could enjoy two-wheeled freedom on an electric scooter. Didn't quite work that way. Some cities uh, banned them entirely, said, you know what? This is crazy, this is dangerous. Uh, There are issues. No. 
In other cases, there were insurance issues, maintenance issues, distribution issues, which they never really got around to figuring out because basically they were allowed to, you, you rented it from one place. When you were done, you parked it anywhere you wanted to park it. And it was good luck to them to try to find it. That didn't always work. And then there's the issue of rebalancing the load. All these bikes across a major metropolitan area, do they end up where they're needed? And if they don't, who do you pay to go get them? And oh, by the way, they need to be recharged. So you got all that to do in order to make this work. And if they're broken, if they're damaged, if they're compromised in some way, that's an added expense. And how are you going to get those to where they need to be? And particularly, like I said earlier, if the average age, if the average time, the lifespan of your asset is 18 months, the thing is broken and wore out before you even start to think about making break even, make money. I would think that if the average age was say 36 months, double the time, you should be able to make money after about two years. You spend the first nine months penetrating the market. You take the next nine after that, trying to stabilize and build an audience and build promotions and build advertising and make peace with city officials so that they'll let you operate. That did not happen. Did happen. San Francisco, Atlanta, DC. Mm -mm, mm -mm. You either loved them or you hated them. And most people hated them. If you were all about decarbonization, if you were all about alternatives, it looked promising, but honestly it was mismanaged. They, yeah, no, it, it didn't go well, did not go well. Uh, this is an article in the, in the Washington um, Post. They said there is a zillion reasons for the rented scooter meltdown. Scooter startups did dumb things, as did some scooter riders in cities. Money dried up for the startups in the past year or two. And renting scooters, shocker, might be an unworkable business idea. Yeah, I mean, how do you get there from here? You're going to rent it for a small period of time, and it's basically the basic, most basic of basic transportation there is. There's no buy-in. It's, it gets me there. You know, it's, it's cheap enough where I don't care what happens to it. There's no motivation for me to return it. Uh, I'm going to park it where I park it, and if it dies or if it gets hit by a car, if it gets damaged, that's on you, not on me. So there's that going on. And then, of course, the pandemic hit. People stayed home. People weren't riding scooters. People weren't coming in to the core of the cities anymore. And that, you know, put, put a damper on it quick, real quick. Because now you have this whole fleet of scooters that nobody's renting because nobody's out. Because everybody's staying home, work from home, or staying in their neighborhoods. I don't need it. And if you do, chances there's no motivation to provide these out in the suburbs where you're living or out in the neighborhoods. Because again, you're not going across the city, you're not coming into the core. So there's that. And with the numbers falling, how do you justify keeping the staff to chase them, charge them, repair them? Doesn't happen. Does not happen. So there's that. Will we see maybe a, a, a renaissance of scooters? I kind of doubt it. I think we've kind of moved on from scooters. I think scooters had their moment. And if they've caught on any place coming out of the uh, pandemic, uh, it would be at a lot lower uh, engagement than they were. But I think that big moment of flooding cities with scooters, yeah, that's over. Uh, they're not going to put in that kind of money again. And until somebody comes up with something that works financially, yeah, I think you've seen that quick little moment 
of the scooter. So did you ride a scooter? And what kind of experience did you have? Yeah, I'd love to hear about that sometime because I bet it was interesting. We are the Tech Mobility Show. To learn more about the Tech Mobility Show, start by visiting our website. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. The website is a treasure trove of information about me and the show, as well as where to find it on the radio across the country. Keep up with the happenings at the Tech Mobility Show by visiting techmobility.show. That's techmobility.show. You can also drop us a line at talk at techmobility.show. Did you know that Tech Mobility has a YouTube channel? Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. Each week, I upload a few short videos of some of the hot topics that I cover during my weekly radio program. I've designed these videos to be informative and entertaining. It's another way to keep up on current mobility and technology news and information. Be sure to watch, like, and subscribe to my channel. That's the Tech Mobility Show on YouTube. Check it out. Are you tired of juggling multiple apps and platforms for meetings, webinars, and staying connected? Look no further than AONMeetings.com, the all-in-one browser-based platform that does it all. With AON Meetings, you can effortlessly communicate with clients, host virtual meetings and webinars, and stay in touch with family and friends, all in one place and for one price. Here's the best part. You can enjoy a 30-day free trial. It's time to simplify your life and boost your productivity. AONMeetings.com, where innovation meets connection. Get started today and revolutionize the way you communicate. Social media is the place to be these days, and we're no exception. I'm Ken Chester of the Tech Mobility Show. If you enjoy my program, then you will also enjoy my weekly Instagram videos. From the latest vehicle reviews to timely commentary on a variety of mobility and technology-related topics, these short features are designed to inform and delight you. Be sure to watch, like, and follow us on Instagram. You can find us by typing the Tech Mobility Show in the search bar.